You're listening to Syntax, the podcast with the tastiest web development treats out there. Strap yourself in and get ready. Here is Scott Talinsky and Wes Boss. Hey, and welcome to Syntax. This is Scott Talitsky, and as always, Wes Boss is here, and today we are going to be talking about Redux in this mini-sode, or snack-a-sode, we haven't decided the title, so we need someone to settle this debate for us. (laughs) Uh, This episode is sponsored by DevLifts, and if you've been listening to Syntax, you've heard us uh, rave about DevLifts, and uh, it's a plan to help you get into shape, and it's focused for developers. So JC and Thad, the guys behind DevLifts, will give you an interview here and learn a little bit about your uh, your you know, your current state of working out or any of that stuff. And they'll develop a plan for you so that uh, you can actually make a a actual effort to get into shape and be more healthy and all sorts of great stuff. Uh, So uh, we'll talk a little bit more about them later in the show, but dev lifts uh, is definitely a super cool platform for uh, actually getting in shape with, uh, you know, people who understand developers and developer lifestyles. Exactly. Big fan. So we'll, we'll have lots to say about them uh, partway through. Uh, so today we're talking about Redux. What is it? How does it work? And uh, hopefully you're coming into this and uh, you've probably heard of Redux. You might not necessarily know exactly what it is or, or why you might need it. Um, and then we're we're gonna we're gonna attempt to explain it. So Scott and I both have have built apps with Redux, and I haven't actually touched it in about a year now. But uh, I'm a I'm a big fan of Redux. And Scott, you recently just put out a course with Redux, right? Yeah. Well, it's actually in, it's in editing right now. It's going to be out this this month for the level of pros or for purchase. It, it's focused on React and Redux. So it's React and Redux for everyone. And it's basically teaching you Redux uh, as if you don't know what the heck Redux is and what it can do for you. And it shows you in the context of building a real app. Uh, we hit APIs. We do all sorts of cool stuff. So uh, look out for that. It's going to be up uh, pretty soon, hopefully by the end. Well, definitely by the end of the month. So um, yeah, as soon as possible. So Redux is a state management, uh, a way to, to, to basically just like take care of your data and uh, I don't know do you want to take a stab at like like why do we need something to deal with state when react has its own state built in yeah so there, there's you know some several different reasons but for the most part is how many times uh, have you worked with local state and then wondered well, how do I access or modify this state from another component? Mm-hmm. And then you have to get into this pattern of having a, a parent that contains the state management for both of those uh, two instances. But m- maybe you have a login window or something like that that lives somewhere else in your HTML. And then you have uh, uh, an action that needs to open the login window from the header. And then you start to have these issues of where does this live that toggles everything, right? How, how does this actually manage uh the application state from uh, outside of this in particular component. And that can even be like reusing that that toggle all sorts of places. Maybe you want when the user logs in, you want that toggle to fire and the menu to close. And basically having something in place like Redux allows you to have a state for your application that can be accessed or modified from anywhere rather than just that particular component. And uh, that seems like it could get out of hand, but Redux does it in a way where things are just very, very organized. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, really one of the benefits to using something like Redux. Uh, so a lot of the things that people like to talk about in Redux, um, such as it's uh, 
<laughs> such as how, how Redux doesn't modify the state, it returns a new object each time and stuff like that is great, but it's not necessarily super important to understanding what Redux does. And at the end of the day, it's a big object full of the current version of all of your data for your application. Uh, like for instance, on level up tutorials, you'd have the state of the navigation, the state of the, uh, the login window. You'd also have all of the tutorials on the tutorials page or the particular active tutorial. All of this stuff is living within this giant global state that you can pull out at any given time. But the way that Redux does it by having things broken up and uh, is basically just a, a nice way to organize your, your code state and the Redux dev tools allows you to see that state at any given point so you can monitor and see the changes and updates made to it exactly uh, and Redux calls it a they call it a store but there is yeah the whole idea is that it's just one object full of your application state and you can inject that at any level deep and you don't have to do the whole song and dance of passing like a hot potato your your data down 14 levels deep to get it to where you want it right yeah, and and there is definitely like a do I need Redux? Well, I mean the answer to if you need Redux is whether or not you need to do stuff like that. Do you need to be able to access your state and modify it over the course of your application? And some people might think that you always want to use Redux for everything just because it makes things nice and organized. But mm -hmm. I honestly don't think you do need it for everything. But applications with state or or anything like that, it could come in very very handy to get yourselves organized in this way. So uh, I mentioned before that some of the the concepts in Redux can trip people up because, well, there's a lot of new jargony things kind of thrown at you. There's a lot of uh, just just overload a little bit when you're learning about Redux. Uh, and one of those things is that the object itself, uh, your state, is not modified. And so that's like a big point, but it doesn't necessarily have a, a lot to do with how you, uh, how you actually interact with your store, right? Every time you make a modification to your store, instead of modifying that object, it's creating a new object and returning that new object. And that new object is now your data store for your entire application. That's the whole idea behind immutable, right? Like if you go back to the yeah. buzzwords episode that we did, we talked a lot about mutations and, and immutability. And uh, that's the whole idea is that you do not access the store directly. You just create an entire new state and you you change the one piece. You sort of take a copy of state and change the piece that you want and then re-implement it into, into that store, right? Yeah, and this allows for some of Redux's cooler features like the time traveling with the dev tools where you can go back into any particular moment of your application and reload uh, that state from that particular moment. And so because a new store the new state object is generated each time. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about some of the, the jargony words in Redux. We have things like actions, action creators. Uh, we have things like uh, reducers. And I, I, I kind of hate all of these words. I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> nothing personal or anything. I, I, I just don't like, uh, to me, action sounds like it's a function. Um, but in Redux, an action is an object. And that object just describes uh, the action going on, essentially. And so you have to dispatch in, a, uh, in in action. So instead of just running a function, what you have to do is dispatch an object, which is uh, an action. And that action then will match up with a reducer. Uh, and that reducer sort of takes the old state and takes the new state and merges them together. So, you know, and then you have words like action creator, which an action creator is just 
in my mind, it's a it's a function that dispatches your action somewhere else, right? It, it's basically a, an action creator is a way to organize your actions in another file and use them instead of having to use your action directly in your code. And again, this creates more boilerplate. I understand the actual the need for action creators is. I, I don't know if I'd write Redux without an action creator, because mm-hmm. to me, uh, if you're looking at it, it makes a lot more sense to run a function called load tutorials than to dispatch an object with uh, an, a constant string named load tutorials or something like that. Yeah. So, so you know, in Redux, what, what we're doing here is we have this store that can't change. You have actions that go and either fetch data or make modifications, and then they merge it with the old store in a reducer, and then it returns that new store, and that's your entire new state of your application. That's pretty much Redux right there. I think a lot of the time people get mixed up is with all of these jargony words and the reducers and the immutability of it all does add for some complexity that, well, maybe you don't understand why you have to dispatch an object that just runs another function that returns a modified uh, object state. Like, exactly. To like me, if, if you wanted to increment a number by one, you would have to dispatch an action called increment, and then you would have a reducer that would take in the current state, which would be one, and it would take in the action, which would be increment, and then based on the current state and based on what happened, like increment or decrement or add a comment, remove a comment like a like a tweet, then you would change, you take a copy of your existing state, modify it, and then return the entire new state from it. And it seems like a, like a really crazy way to go about it. Like, why can't I just do store.likes plus plus, right? Mm-hmm. But um, that is the, the pathway to a lot of hurt in your application where if you modify, if you mutate state, you modify it directly, um, that, could, that can lead to a lot of issues down the road. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's one of the reasons why in my course I, I taught it in the context of Redux because like if, if you look at that increment example, like to me, uh, like that example is used a lot to teach Redux, mm-hmm. incrementing or something like that. But it, it seems like so much code for something that you could just do with a simple function and set state or something, right? Like that example to me is so... I don't know, out of the context of a real-world application, it's difficult to see why Redux makes your life easier for doing something like that. So that's why in this series that I did, mm-hmm. uh, we do a lot of real-world stuff, yeah. like hitting APIs, grabbing data, or uh, toggling on and off a, a you know a navigation element or something like that. But I, I think that's an important part for learning Redux is, is, is sticking with it past those sort of examples that make you be like, why the heck am I writing so much code to do so little? Uh, once you get into the more complex stuff and once you actually start to use it in a real-world application, the benefits are going to definitely pop up and you're definitely going to uh, just totally get it. There will be aha moments along the way. But if you're looking at it from purely a uh, increment this value in a single JavaScript file, it's going to be like code overload for what you have to do. And I guess that's the biggest critique of Redux is the amount of uh, boilerplate code. And honestly, I am a fan of a little bit more magic, and that's mm-hmm. con- maybe a controversial opinion. And 
I might like something with a little bit more magic than than uh, than Redux, but uh, for what it does, it gets the job done, and it it makes your code nice and organized, and makes your state nice and organized, and saves you a ton of headaches down the line. Yeah, absolutely. I'm I'm a fan of it. I don't. I, I think I'm more siding, and we'll talk about this in the future. I'm more siding towards um, a library like Apollo, which will do a lot of the that for you. There's not as much boilerplate code. You don't have to create three new files every time you want to add a new piece of state. Um, but that said, uh, it's Redux is very explicit, and once you do grasp the concepts in the sort of this new way, I think I think the other thing is like React and Redux. It's the first time for a lot of people that they have to structure their application in such a way. A lot of people are coming just from Sling and jQuery and data attributes all day long, and then you're you're thrown into this like much more structured way. Um, and it's just a different way to, to learn how to do applications. And I also think people people that are building smaller applications might not necessarily have run into the issues that mm. not having good code thing. is. And you just don't understand like why why do I have to do it this way? I, d- I didn't have problems with my other way when uh, it, it's kind of like the BEM what we talked about is it. like you kind of have to feel that hurt a little bit before you understand why people go about it in such a roundabout way. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and it's one of those things you might not even necessarily know you're having the problems you're having until you uh, make that change or make that modification. Then all of a sudden you're like, oh, this is way easier for a lot of reasons, and it's saving me this kind of hassle that I didn't know I had. Uh, so, yeah, Redux is great. Another thing I like about Redux is uh, their documents. I don't know if it's Redux.org or something. The, the document page for Redux is just... Uh, if I had to put it in the document, like Docs Hall of Fame, I yeah. think Redux would get there because they have complex examples, simple examples. They answer all of your questions. They have a page for best practices. Uh, it, it's not necessarily a great resource to start learning from, but when you've gotten your hands dirty a little bit, mm-hmm. it's the best place to to really solidify concepts and stuff like that. Uh, but I, I'm with you on the Apollo tip. I, I've uh, recently uh, definitely definitely been hit by the apollo uh get bitten by the bug get bitten by the bug here and i am (laughs) i'm just head over heels for apollo right now that's neat so um what else do we have to talk about redux i have a a series myself on redux it's learnredux.com um i built it about a year and a half ago so it is built with create class and um some of the older react stuff it's a bit of a problem with react is that it, it moves so quickly um, but that said, I still hear from people every day who who took it, who who take it, and they say like like never mind the fact that it's a bit of an older React API. Um, Redux hasn't changed at all, and uh, the it's it's more the ideas. It's a very short tutorial, and it's more the ideas and the behind how Redux works that you have to get down pat because past that you can write the JavaScript code. It's not very hard JavaScript code. It's just like those those fundamentals, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, should we just sponsor? Yeah. So our sponsor today is DevLifts, and DevLifts is on a mission to to get you healthy as a developer. And uh, I myself have went through this. We had a whole episode on fitness. If you want to go back and, and listen to how that worked, um, but essentially how it works is that you you talk to DevLifts and you fill out a questionnaire about uh, where you're at, uh, what your goals are. Uh, what you want to do if you want to get healthy, if you want to put on some muscle, you want to lose a little bit of weight, and you just sort of like 
give them all this information and what they will then give you is um, they'll come back to you with a personal training plan that tells you based on your current situation how much time you have what, what you want to do the plan that will will get you to where you want to be so for my case I wanted to lose 20 pounds and I wanted to put on some muscle and I wanted to do it in about four days a week because I don't have a whole lot of time so based on that they recommended a uh, workout routine uh, they recommended a nutrition plan um, and you get access to the slack you get to talk with a whole bunch of other developers who are who are also sort of in uh, in a similar spot where they're trying to, to put on some muscle or trying to lose some weight, whatever you're, you're or get more flexible, whatever it is that you're you're trying to do. Um, and I've been a huge fan of this because like, I, I don't really need a personal trainer. Like I can go to the gym, I can watch a YouTube videos and figure out how to do it. I just don't know what to do. And yeah, uh, yeah. so what you do is you you pay the, um, right now it is uh, 250 bucks. And if you use the code syntax, you're gonna get 50 off. So it's gonna be actually, it's gonna be 199 for you right now. Um, and uh, for that, you get this really customized personal training plan, and you also get that they, they'll follow up with you every single week and see how you're doing, if you need any tweaks to your plan. Um, and then you have this plan, and you just, my dad always says, like, have your plan, work your plan, right? Like, you get you get the plan, and then just go and do it. So for me, it's I go to the gym four times a week for 45 minutes. I lift the weights this many times. I lift this heavy of a weight every single time. And... Uh, it's it's works it's amazing if you just like stick with the plan and work through it and it's amazing yeah that, that, that works yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah it's really funny how how simple it is it's it's it, that's the thing people say like getting in shape is is easy or it's simple but it's not easy um and having a very clean cut plan like this is it makes it a lot easier for you so this episode is i think it's coming out on january 3 which is probably everyone's trying to get into their new year's resolution um and let me tell you we went back to the fitness episode um getting in shape is massive for being a developer just because of the mental clarity and amount of energy that you're going to get from from being in shape it's like the ultimate hack like forget text expander uh yeah. and keyboard shortcuts the ultimate hack is getting in shape and being able to uh, put in an extra or not necessarily put in an extra hour, but get more out of the, the limited time that you do have uh, on there. So I don't know. Big fan. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think that sums it so up. It's, big uh, devlifts.io. Uh, let them know that syntax has sent you. Um, it, it's I, frankly, they're amazed at how many syntax listeners have already uh, joined up and, and signed up for, for these plans. So it's, it's kind of neat. The, the chat room is, almost entirely syntax listeners uh and uh it's kind of cool to see everybody getting in shape together yeah love it i absolutely love it let's move on to uh listener question we need a funny name for the listener question i don't know if it's a funny name but we could just call it the mailbag the mailbag <laughs> snack bag the oh yeah what do you what do you yeah what do you keep snacks in or treats in treats the pantry <laughs> or, or it's where someone asks you for something like a I don't know. We'll think of something stupid. Don't don't worry, folks. <laughs> what what is our uh, our question today, Scott? Oh, uh, it was. I actually forgot <laughs> it. I remember it now. It is. What is the difference between using cookies and using JWT, which is JSON Web Tokens? Um, and uh, I'll attempt to take a stab at at what the difference is. So. Um, in the past, most if you have an application, you and you log in. What happens is that your your application will create a session, uh, which sort of like temporarily remembers who you are, 
um, if for however long, like if you if you click a button that says remember me for two weeks, what the server does is it creates a session that is good for two weeks. And then after that, it will um, it'll be thrown out. Now, what happens is that you every time you visit a website, um, every request, like if I go to westboss.com and, and I, my server will get a request from the browser and along with that request comes all of the cookies that are currently uh, in your browser for that specific website. And one of those cookies is a session ID. And that session ID is a way for the server to remember who you are because servers are, are dumb and they don't remember you from page to page. So in order to go from page to page to page to page, uh, it uses that session token to remember who you are. And that's why you're not logged out when you go from one page to another. Um, and Every single request, whether it's a, an AJAX request or every, whether it's a, a visiting a, a page that is administrative only, um, it will then check who you are uh, at first. And that's, a, that's, that's one way to do authentication in the web. Um, now, recently, we've been getting another way um, to, to do this. And this is JSON Web Tokens, where um, when you sign into a website, you get this token back uh, about the user. And first of all, it's like... Um, sort of like a hash. I forget what the, the encryption value is, but it's a it, it includes information about the specific user. So if you were to decode this JSON web token, it will likely have things like your username, maybe your profile photo, and some other little pieces of information about you. And that's great because this token sort of does double duty. It allows you to authenticate yourself, and then it also uh, contains information about the currently logged in user. Now, these tokens, they can go in two places. They can go in the cookies, which is sort of like the old session ID version, or, or I, I shouldn't say old, but this JSON web token is, is much newer. Or, and, and most likely this is where they go, is people put them in local storage uh, in your browser. Now, the thing about local storage is that it doesn't get sent along the way. It doesn't get sent along on every single request. It doesn't go for the ride uh, whenever you want. So um, rather than having the server remembering you with sessions, you just have this JSON web token. And every single time that you make a request, you have to send this JSON to web token along for the ride. And it's sort of like an API key or a secret code that will tell the server, hey, I'm this person. I've been authenticated. Here is my specific code. Um, and there's upsides and downsides to using both of them. The I guess the one thing with JSON Web Tokens is that you need to make sure that you grab that token from local storage on every single request. And if you're using any sort of library like Axios or Apollo, um, you can create some sort of like middleware. So every time you make a request, it will then grab the token for you, so you don't have to do it yourself on every single um, every single request. Um, and then uh, it'll go along for the ride. So those are sort of two different ways. General rule of thumb is if you're doing a traditional server rendered application, you still use cookies because um, you need to make sure that they they implicitly go along with every single request. However, if you're using if you're doing an entire spa single page application, like you're doing the entire app in React, um, it likely makes sense to to go with JSON Web Tokens and uh, and you can take that along for the ride every single time because then you don't have to do any page refreshes when you load in and you don't have to deal with cookies or anything and there's this whole like um, 
back and forth with like if you have a secure cookie you can't access it with javascript but the browser still sends it along uh so there's uh, there's upsides and downsides and there's also a tons of blog posts on either side saying how json web tokens is the most insecure thing in the world and then there's other blog posts saying it's the best thing in the world so um do your own research on it but uh likely if you're doing a single page app in Vue or react or something you will be using jwt nice does, does that make sense makes total sense uh, cool. jwts are sort of like a, an improved proved upon version of cookies really right is yeah that- accurate yeah, to say yeah because it, it like you get the added benefit of it it like actually contains information uh about your user in the json web token which is is pretty nifty yeah cookies 2.0 <laughs> i know there's a, there's a lot more to, to json web tokens and you should definitely do some some reading in terms of how it all works but that's the that's the uh, tasty treat version of of the difference between the two so thanks yeah. to whoever nice. sent that in I don't know. I, I'll try to remember the names of people that ask these questions. Uh, you got anything else for me today, Scott? I got nothing. Awesome. Uh, but uh, yeah, I think so. This is it for our mini episodes. And then uh, we're going to be back. Are we going to be back in 2018? Is that when our next full episode That's it. Well, will be? Well, this one should air on January 3. So happy new year, everybody. Um, yeah. But we will be back. We're recording this in December because we need some time off. We've we've been worked overworked this year. Uh, we will be back on January tenth, back with a full episode, and uh, I think we're gonna be doing one on what are we do, doing? GraphQL, maybe? Yeah, I think I think we got GraphQL, a sync await. Oh yeah, sync await is coming the, up. We got some really good uh, topic conversations coming up. Also, I, I just realized I mentioned that in this episode that I said the series was coming out this month. I meant it's coming out in December. So at the time of recording out. this, yeah, it will be out. <laughs> so look for it. Store at level up tutorials forward slash uh, tutorials. I don't know. Store at level up tutorials backslash get it tilde. Till day. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Awesome. Well, thanks for tuning in and uh, we'll see you in the next one. See it. Bye. Head on over to syntax.fm for a full archive of all our shows. Don't forget to subscribe in your podcast player and drop a review if you like this show. 